In today's episode of the Optimal CEO Podcast, I'll be sharing with you exactly what this mysterious godfather hormone is, why it's even called the godfather hormone, and many of the things it can do to help you. So stay tuned as we dive in. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Brown, and I'd like to personally welcome you to today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. So what is this mysterious godfather hormone? More so than vitamin D, this little mysterious hormone is frequently overlooked, even by those in functional and integrative medicine. It's a miraculous little hormone that's linked to multiple issues in the human body. Uh, for example, it's known to reduce cardiovascular risk by decreasing visceral body fat, meaning that that sneaky little bad fat that hangs around your organs on the inside of your abdominal cavity. It stimulates immune system. It restores sexual vitality, improves mood, has antidepressant-like qualities. It decreases cholesterol. It has anti-cancer properties because of its immune enhancement and improves memory. And it also improves pain and fatigue and chronic fatigue type syndromes and helps restore healthy sleep. So what is this all about? Well, let me give you a model. First, you let's dive into a stair step. Imagine yourself standing at the top of a staircase and the, the top stair represents pregnenolone, which is a hormone that comes from cholesterol. It's one of the first hormones that comes from cholesterol. And then we have the next step down on the staircase, this godfather hormone. And then from that godfather hormone comes testosterone, and from testosterone comes your estrogens. Now, the godfather hormone is considered an androgen type of hormone, meaning it's in that testosterone line. Thus, the reason that testosterone forms from this godfather hormone and estrogen forms from it. It's kind of like a godfather. I remember the first time I saw the Godfather movie and Don Corleone was just this enigmatic figure that uh, just kind of captured the imagination. And even though you knew that he was up to criminal activity, you kind of bought into the fact that you were on his side. Now, one of the things about The Godfather was is that he always called the shots. He was always in control, and this little Godfather hormone is much like that. It calls the shots in multiple systems within the body, and we'll go into more detail on that in here in just a second. But it's also kind of like The Godfather that at any time the Godfather steps down from power, whether he passes away or, or whatever the case may be, there's chaos in the entire system, and it brings about this, this massive amount of disorder. For example, 
when this little godfather hormone is in low levels in the body, research shows us that you're at higher risk for cancer, you're at higher risk for cardiovascular disease, higher risk for Alzheimer's, diabetes, depression, low thyroid, and adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue syndrome. So this is not a lightweight little hormone. Now, if you're wondering what it is, it's actually DHEA. And DHEA is that godfather hormone that I'm talking about. I've spoken about the DHEA before, but not in this particular light. So let's take a look at what studies say about DHEA. More specifically, I'm going to talk to you about the work of Dr. William Regelson. And he was a clinical oncologist by training, but he devoted much of his life to researching things like melatonin and their immune enhancing properties and their their work uh, in, in possible role in cancer treatment. And today we're actually seeing the fruits of that labor and DHEA and their similar roles in the treatment or, or how they play into the treatment of cancer. So he was always fascinated with finding the next biggest and greatest medical breakthrough and what that would mean for the field of medicine. Many consider him the authority on DHEA. He's definitely uh, one of the world's foremost researchers or was and, and pioneer when it comes to DHEA. He actually called DHEA the super hormone. He found that DHEA improved immune function. It actually increased natural killer cells you have to think of natural killer cells are kind of like the centurions that are constantly on guard for anything that's out of balance and they go investigate. That's what a natural killer cells, cell does. So what will happen is, is everybody, whether we want to admit this or not, we produce cancer-like cells all the time. And our immune system is healthy enough or supposed to be healthy enough to actually identify those and attack those. That's what killer cells do, natural killer cells do. They identify these early cells that may or may not be looking cancerous, and they just go ahead and take care of them. They clean them out and get, get rid of them. And then one of the other things he, he found about DHEA that was amazing, that it seemed to, in his words, tame the stress hormones such as cortisol. Now, what we know about cortisol is that when a person is struggling with adrenal insufficiency, meaning they've been overstimulating their adrenals, their adrenaline has been elevated, their cortisol subsequently has followed that and also been elevated. And what will happen is over time, DHEA, which also is produced mainly from the adrenals, will actually start lagging behind. Now, the problem with that is, is that DHEA is that godfather in that it antagonizes the effects of cortisol. In other words, it keeps the effects of cortisol from doing their damage. There's actually been some more recent research studies that showed that people with type 2 diabetes had higher cortisol levels. And when DHEA was added, their cortisol levels came down and their blood sugar levels came down. See, cortisol is nothing but a steroid. And if you've ever taken like a a medrol dose pack or any type of steroid for any medical reason. Typically, if you're not diabetic, you never had reason to know this. It would elevate your blood sugar. But if you were diabetic, you knew for a fact that it actually, those steroids, the steroid treatment that you were taking for a respiratory infection or whatever else was actually raising your blood sugar. That's something in the medical field that we always have to watch for 
But what we found is, is the DHEA actually downregulates that and actually decreases the risk of that blood sugar going up. And in those with type 2 diabetes who deal with high blood sugar all the time, we actually find that DHEA can help regulate cortisol levels and subsequently bring those blood sugar levels down. So what does all this mean? Well, in my book that's coming out later this fall, called Happiness Hijackers, I talk about boxes that we get put into. Now, typically, uh, there's only one box that people get put into when it comes to DHEA. And if you've not heard me talk about boxes, I'll explain really quickly. It's kind of the adage of thinking inside the box or thinking outside the box. Well, inside the box thinking goes something like this. You go to your medical provider and you say, hey, I wanted to let you know that I've started a new supplement it's supposed to help balance my hormones and help with blood sugar and help my immune system and a whole bunch of other stuff. And your medical provider may or may not say something like this. Well, I've never heard of this, but it sounds dangerous. So just stay away from it because, you know, supplements aren't well regulated. Well, how do we refute that? What's our argument for that? It's kind of hard to refute ignorance. And I mean, ignorance in the strictest sense of the term means just a lack of knowing or a lack of understanding. When a person doesn't know about a certain thing, they tend to avoid it. And some people would go far as not only to avoid it, but just bad talk it. And they'll say, nah, you don't need to do that. Instead of saying, pushing their ego out of the way and saying, I'm really not that familiar with it. Therefore, I can't give you any counsel on whether or not you should take it or shouldn't take it. It sounds like it has some promise, but again, I haven't done the research on it. I don't know. See, that's the more humane way of approaching that from a medical provider standpoint. But a lot of times we're dealing with egos and we don't necessarily uh, see those things or see that type of response. So the bottom line is, is that we need to be aware that it may not be well received by our medical providers. Now, I'm not saying go out willy nilly, buy some DHEA off the shelf and take it. No, in fact, the opposite is true. I think you need to work with somebody who's well-versed in these, in these types of treatments because not all DHEA is equal. Some DHEA is immediate released. In fact, most of it over-the-counter is immediate release. It's, it's quite difficult to find one that's time-released in a format that actually spreads it out over at least a 12 to 18-hour period. Some that call themselves time-released will maybe stay in your system about three to four hours and then, then they're out of your system. The problem with that is, is that it can cause things like issues, skin issues like acne, if it's in and out of your system too quickly, which means the levels go really, really high, and then they nosedive. That's something that you don't want. You want your levels to be slow and sustained, and you want somebody that understands what DHEA is doing in the body and how it can work with you. Now, there's another supplement on the market called 7-Keto DHEA, totally, totally the wrong wrong product. Uh, that's a totally different talk for another day. Stay away from that product for these particular reasons in that it's not the same as the DHEA we're talking about here. Now, if you look at what Big Pharma is doing, they're actually doing some research with DHEA and its possible role in the treatment of fibromyalgia and lupus. I'll actually want to tell you a story about that. So I have a client that has both lupus and fibromyalgia. I actually have several clients, and they've all received similar results, but one particular case comes to mind. And in this particular case, this person was, they really weren't doing so well. And uh, so I wanted to take a very conservative approach, and I made a couple of little uh, modifications the very first time I saw them, but I added DHEA, and I said, we're going to test this out. 
and we're going to see how you do with this. And I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive over the long haul with the dosing. So the short, short answer or short part of the story is, is that over the course of several months, this patient began to feel better and better and better and then went on an extended trip forgot to take their DHEA, the time-released uh, form of that, which comes from a compounding pharmacy where we get it compounded, but they forgot to take it with them. And uh, they kind of crashed. They were gone for two weeks and they started feeling bad again. So we knew it was probably a culmination of everything that we had been doing with this particular client, but in particular the DHEA, because that was the only thing they forgot to pack when they packed their luggage for the trip. And uh, come to find out, once they got back home and got back on the DHEA, they resumed that former dose that they were on. Uh, within four or five days, they started feeling better again. One of the first things they said they noticed was the fact that they um, they were feeling depressed and their pain came back uh, related to the fibromyalgia. And then uh, their overall energy related to the lupus started going downhill again. So does DHEA play a huge role in your life, even if you don't have fibromyalgia or lupus? Absolutely. You know, I've mentioned some of the roles that DHEA plays, and these are published benefits. I've actually done the research. I've looked at these studies, and these are in reputable medical journals. And as I said earlier, they can help with cardiovascular disease, immune system function, improving mood, decreasing cholesterol. They have immune function benefits in helping out with cancer. We also know that it helps prevent osteoporosis. Uh, studies also show it prevents atherosclerosis or buildup of plaques in the arteries and reduces insulin resistance and uh, helps with lipid peroxidations. In other words, it acts as an antioxidant to reduce inflammation and cellular damage related to high cholesterol. So DHEA is not for everybody. Don't don't get me wrong when I'm saying this, but it it plays a huge role in a lot of people's lives. When I say it's not for everybody, there's one particular group that probably needs to stay away from it until they go into menopause. And that would probably be women with polycystic ovary syndrome. These women tend to have higher DHEA levels anyway. Remember, PCOS has to do with uh, insulin resistance, and the insulin resistance leads to higher levels of androgens like DHEA and testosterone. So we want to kind of keep an eye on those people. And when it's the right time to add it, we add it because the health benefits are huge. But in particular, in the early, early phases of someone's life with PCOS, we would stay away from that. So that brings us talk on DHEA to a close today. For those of you who have been following me from following me for a while, you know I am passionate about helping entrepreneurs, influencers, and CEOs. I really am passionate about helping high-achieving people move from great to extraordinary by crafting a custom-tailored wellness plan for them that helps them uh, uncover hidden imbalances in their body, dominate at the peak performance level, and optimize for life longevity. Because let's face it, if we're dominating at the peak performance level, and optimize for life longevity, then we can have a greater impact with our lives. If you're feeling like you need to talk with someone, uh, an expert, an authority on longevity and, uh, and peak performance, then I'd love to talk to you. My inbox is always open. If you want to message me on uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, you can reach me at The Optimal CEO at Facebook and Instagram. And on on LinkedIn, you can reach me at, at uh, Brian, Dr. Brian G. Brown. 
So for those of you guys who want to go ahead and uh, set something up and maybe schedule a 15-minute strategy session where we can kind of talk through what's going on with you, uh, the only thing I ask is uh, fill out a simple 23-question questionnaire. You can go to briangbrown.com. And uh, at the top of the page, you're going to notice a, a link there that says work with Dr. B. Just click on that link, fill out the application. And as soon as we've had a chance to review that application, we'll get back in touch with you. My administrative assistant will get back in touch with you and we'll uh, move forward with the with scheduling a phone call. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Please tune in next time as I'll be sharing more on how you can optimize your life, how you can optimize for longevity and dominate at the peak performance level. Until next time, this is Dr. Brian Brown, the Optimal CEO, signing off. And I hope you have an optimal day. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there.